Welcome back to our podcast, Chronically Iconic Mistakes. I'm your host, Jocelyn. And your co-host, Raya. In April of 2009, Brittany Drexel was dreaming of living her best spring break life. A dream I think all of us who were teenagers in the 2000s dreamt of because spring break was so popularized on television at the time. Brittany wanted to go to Myrtle Beach in South Carolina with her boyfriend and a group of friends. She pleaded with her mother to be able to go, but her mother was not convinced that spring break was a safe place for her teenage daughter to go and told her no. Specifically, her mother had a very bad feeling about her daughter going, on top of not knowing the group of friends who would be unattended on the trip. So, I mean, there was no way she was changing her mind. Her mother not allowing her to go on the trip created a never-ending argument between Brittany and her mother, Dawn. So when Brittany asked to go to a friend's house for some space, her mother thought it was a great idea. Little did she know her daughter planned on sneaking away to South Carolina rather than staying at a friend's house for a few days. Can you imagine, like, your mom being like, yeah, you can get space from me. And you go to fucking South Carolina. Well, I can't even imagine my parents, like, letting me get space during a fight, let alone, like, then just sneaking off. Oh my god. And it's so unsafe. Like, the world is so unsafe, especially during spring break time. Dude, yeah, the 2000s were lawless during spring break. Like, there was, like, an entire show of people just showing their tits during it. Like, that was a thing. (laughs) It was. What was it called? Wasn't it, like, women gone wild or our girls gone wild? That's even worse. Like, <laughs> oh, that's when like they would get into like those fights and shit. I feel like it was <laughs> what was going on then. And like we thought we were so adult to handle that. So like I don't even blame her. Like I totally would have done that if I could find a way. I know, and it really sucks because I can't really fault her because she was just a teenager getting annoyed at her parents. Like we've all been there. Yeah, exactly. It took three days before they arrived at their destination, and Brittany called her mom to tell her that she was at a beach with her friends. And enjoying her space to heal away from her mother. This did not alarm Dawn because they lived near Lake Ontario. Excuse me, it was oddly hot for that area during that time of year. So she thought that was like a perfectly safe trip for the girls and she just didn't even question it. I definitely would have questioned it after like her getting so upset about not going to South Carolina. Yeah, you know, you have a point there. Like I don't blame the mom at all because she trusted her daughter and she should have been able to. Can you imagine that feeling like finding out that she did? First of all, I would be fucking pissed but like I don't I don't know this story so like right now with what you're telling me she doesn't even get the chance to be pissed let's put it that way okay well with what you're telling me before with what you just told me I would be pissed by 8 p.m that same night Brittany left her friends at the Bar Harbor Hotel and walked to see a friend who was staying at the Blue Water Resort walking south down Ocean Boulevard. According to security cameras, she arrived at 8.45 p.m. wearing shorts, flip-flops, a black and white tank top, and toting a beige purse. During that time, Brittany was texting her boyfriend, Graco, who ended up not being able to go. However, the text stopped at 9.15 p.m., and Graco became extremely worried because it was very unlike her. He called her friends, and no one really, like, knew where she was at. Terrified something had happened, he wasted no time, and Graco made the difficult decision to call Brittany's mother, Dawn. How old was she? I know you said teenagers, but did they ever say the specific age? She was 17, so, like, they actually might even work. I have no idea. Her 
friends could have been 18 for all we know because some people turn 18 before they graduate. Not me, but... Right. Dawn was shocked to hear that her daughter had actually been in South Carolina this entire time and immediately called the Rochester police in hopes that they could connect with the proper force in South Carolina so they could begin searching for her daughter right away. The police took her call very seriously and an investigation began. The family called and texted their daughter as much as possible. But she never responded. I mean, that's good that they, like, got on top of shit. Yeah, they were great about it. Such weird circumstances, too. Like, she already snuck off to an area and now suddenly she's missing. Like, that's fucking scary. Mm-hmm. The police found Brittany's items in her hotel room and she was nowhere to be found along with her cell phone and the clothing items she was seen wearing last. The police were able to track down the last person to have seen Brittany, a nightclub promoter named Brozowitz, who was also vacationing in the area. He was interviewed along with the buddies he was vacationing with, but were eventually ruled out. I know she's 17, but it's so sketchy. They were at nightclubs. Yeah, and like, as soon as you said nightclub promoter, like promoters, like, give me the ick. Oh my god, yeah, they're so sketchy. They're always so sketchy. They are because they do shady shit. They totally are. They're just the type of person. I don't know what's up with that. They just are. Don't talk to 17-year-olds. They probably didn't know she was underage, but just don't. Yeah, just... Don't talk to people. (laughs) Just don't talk to people at all, okay? Yeah, like, ID them at least. Well, she might have had a fake ID, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, they could have. Investigators were able to ping Brittany's cell phone and find that she had made it about 60 miles from Myrtle Beach between the two counties of Georgia. Georgetown, and Charleston. Investigators spent 11 days searching locations that would be ideal for dumping a body, but they were never able to find any clues to where Brittany may have been. Can you, like, imagine, like, your daughter goes missing and they immediately just start looking at places where a body could have been dumped? Yeah, I wonder if, like, they kept her up to date, though, because, like, I can't imagine them being like, yeah, we're just looking for her body at this point. And it was only 11 days, so, like, That's really suspicious that they're not, like, treating this as a missing persons. Like, uh, I mean, to think about her, like, all of her stuff being in the hotel. Well, 60 miles, she couldn't, like, fucking walk that, so she had to be with somebody. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like they didn't have, like, a car, so there's no way she walked. Yeah, somebody had to have picked her up. Yeah, so, like, immediately, I mean, uh, honestly, I'd probably be looking for the same thing as an investigator. Like, this, this chick is likely dead. Brittany's family actually relocated to South Carolina to be closer to the investigation and weren't talked or Phil several times telling their story. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. Fuck him, bro. He is the worst, though. Yeah. He is, and I hate him. I do, too. Like, he doesn't care about anybody. Like, this is Dr. Phil Slander now. <laughs> he doesn't care about anybody, and like, he really just wanted to get into their shit, and like... <laughs> oh, for sure, and like, I just hate him because he makes it sound like he's a medical doctor and, like, he's not. Yeah, like, he hasn't renewed his shit in forever. He was, like, what, a psych or something for a little bit? And then... Yeah, and I... I, The PhD is different than, like, a doctorate, too, and I'm pretty sure he has a PhD. Right. The case went completely cold, and in 2014, Dawn expressed her concerns that her daughter was human trafficked. She truly believed her daughter was promised something like a modeling gig that convinced her to go. By 2016, the FBI announced a 20 
$25,000 reward on information on what had happened to Brittany, stating that they believe she was murdered near the location her phone stopped pinging. And I feel like it's because they have inside information. They totally must, yeah. Because $25,000 isn't just like something they can just like throw away at anything, you know? That's true. But I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, though, there is a very good chance that she was human trafficked in their mind. So maybe they think that they're going to be able to get a human trafficking ring. But then, like, why would they say she was murdered? Well, she probably, well, a lot of human trafficking victims do end up being murdered. Like their first day, though? You know, they also could be sold and then immediately murdered and stuff like that. Like, there are a lot of different scenarios that happen with human trafficking. It's not just cut and dry. Like, we take you and drug you and stuff like a lot of people can even be human trafficked and still be living in their home and going to work and people have no idea oh yeah that's definitely more common than like the other forms of human trafficking yeah so there are a lot of different things that can happen and we like at the end we do get answers this case has officially been solved recently actually two months went by before investigators announced that they believe timothy taylor has something to do with Brittany's disappearance another inmate stated that he had gone to a stash house to give Taylor's father money and he had heard a rumor that Timothy had been seen sexually assaulting Brittany while others watched. While speaking with Taylor's father outside the building, he claims he watched Brittany try to escape, but she was beaten and then taken back inside. He then heard gunshots before seeing them remove the body and thrown into the swamp. Another inmate said that Taylor had picked up Brittany, expecting to sell her to friends, but when media attention blew up, she was murdered. Holy fuck. And also, who's Timothy Taylor? He is literally just a random random in Maine. Oh, okay. Because, like, he just popped up. Yeah, like, all like, of these the are, like, different him? inmates kind of, like, corroborating on this story. Which is really weird, though, because like, you know, all this time went by and now we have, like, inmates being like, yeah, I fucking know what happened. But, like, their stories are kind of different. Yeah. It, I feel like they're just trying to throw shit under the bus at this point. They kind of are. Um, But later on, we do find out a bit of this information is true, which is terrible. It is. I fucking hate that because that was like a messed up story yeah it's awful and like those are some like examples of how human trafficking can go like wrong Mm -hmm. i mean all of it's wrong i shouldn't say it like that but but how it's like different from some things that we think about it like sometimes it can be as quick as like one sexual assault and like they kill her right it's not like an ongoing like years and years of this shit yeah and then sometimes it can be like that so like there's just so many variables to it it's wild yeah many believe that this was just an attempt to place blame and that Taylor wasn't the real suspect. However, they proceeded with a lie detector test, which Taylor did not pass. This turned into a legal battle on whether or not the FBI could continue their case on Taylor and took until 2019 for him to be seen in front of the Supreme Court, where he was only given 319 days after a guilty plea and the FBI was given the go-ahead to continue investigating him in regards to Brittany. We really don't hear much else on this guy after this, probably because this really was just a, like almost a witch hunt. And I mean, if your main witnesses are all convicted criminals, chances are you aren't receiving, like, proper intel. Which, like, we kind of see. Like, there's several different stories. This whole thing just fucked me in the ass. Like, number one, lie detector test? Like, they're not, like, the best option. And also, like, if he didn't pass, like, there's not much you can do with that information. No, and, like, lie detector tests are very faulty at best. Like, a lot of countries don't even consider them evidence. Like, they can't be used as evidence because they're not reliable. And they were 
were clearly biased going into this. Exactly. And I mean, some of the things that Taylor is saying do end up like adding up. But I like, although he was a person who did not possibly did not report it, I don't think he had anything to do with her actual murder. It ended up kind of a dead end in a way at this, at least at this time frame. And yeah, it's really confusing. Like there was a lot of red tape going on with this guy. Yeah, I would have been fucking confused. Like I'm not like giving him an out on this, but knowing me, I would have been fucking confused about what was happening. Like you're questioning me about. And I mean, to be fair, he was the one that was like, "Hey, this shit happened." Like, so he really opened true, this like, can he of worms. Started it. Yeah. However, some of the story was true because in 2019, another inmate named Brown came forward saying that he saw Brittany being sexually assaulted in the same stash house by about 8 to 12 men. Brown saw her on the same property five days later, laying on a dirt path and once more in the woods at the back of the property. He saw her one final time when he witnessed a man who they only knew as Nate shoot her twice before they fled the area, worried they would be blamed for the murder. His description of the stash house matched the description from the other inmates. However, Brown's cousin who owned the property had since passed away and the other witnesses he had named were never found. Once again, the case went cold. This is like horrific. It is It is awful. It is absolutely fucking awful because like, He's talking about her just, like, laying outside. So, obviously, they had drugged her. That's before she was dead. This just, like, blows my mind. And, like, fuck all of these people. Like, fuck all of... No shit. Like, fuck all of these men and these horrific fucking humans. He's, like, talking about, like, it was just, like, another fucking Tuesday. Yeah, and I think that's what bothers me so much about these inmates. Like, they're just casually talking about it. And they all have these different versions that are really saying the same thing. But, you know, like, different perspectives. I guess, but... Oh, man. This one's hard. No, it's it's fucked up, dude. And this is another case that is very popular. Like, this has weighed on people for a very long time. Like, people have wanted to know what happened to Brittany. I have listened to so many podcasts about this. So many podcasts. It's crazy that I, I've literally never heard this. I, I think I listen to, like, an absurd amount of true crime compared to you, though. You do. I listen to, like, comedy shit. Like, at work, I literally just run podcasts all day. There's no reason this should have happened. She should have been able to sneak off on spring break and be fine. She didn't even, like, do anything that crazy. She just walked down the street to go see a friend. And it's, like, just the amount of trauma. I can't even begin to imagine, like, what she went through. And something that I've listened to in a podcast that, like, this case has so much written about it. And it's all recent. It's all about the recent findings. I could not for the life of me find this information again. So, like, I didn't write to, like, anything on it. But something I want to know is like her friends were so shit to her like they weren't even her friends like they were a new friend group right is what you said in the beginning I think it was like the popular kids that happened to maybe invite her you know what I mean because there was one podcast I remember listening to and they were so just shitty to her and I can't remember what they did but like they would they were just texting her mean shit and stuff and they were so nonchalant about like oh yeah she's just missing they didn't really care no it wasn't the friend being like, hey, she's not with us anymore. Like, the boyfriend had to say something. Like, they didn't even notice. Like, I really hope that they're suffering. <laughs> like, I really hope this weighs on them. Me too, honestly, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that it does. Like, just because, like, I know you can be shitty as a, a teenager or a young adult and then, like, I don't know, end up a decent person later. This wasn't, like, that long ago, I'm thinking. No. So, like, we know that men fucking suck. 
And like, you just don't let somebody go out alone. I'm sorry. You just don't. That's my thing. Like, you know, as a teenager, like, or young adults, like they're not thinking about this shit, especially in the 2000s. Like we still weren't quite as alert as we are now. Like we know now, like human trafficking is very fucking real. You don't go walking down the street. Even if you're a grown ass adult woman, you take somebody because it's not safe. Like it's not safe for women in anywhere. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, I'm not trying to like victim shame or like make these teenagers feel bad, but like, that's just the truth of it. Like we can talk until we're blue about how men need to do better, but they just, they're they're never going to do better. But the truth of the matter is that we have to protect ourselves and we have to watch out for each other. Like like I said, these were teenagers that probably not thinking that way. And like human trafficking is more recognized now, but yeah, it's just, God, it makes me so mad. (laughs) You shouldn't have to protect yourself like this. This is the fucked up truth. No, this is fucking not okay that like we have to do that stuff. Like Brittany should have been able to walk down the fucking street and go home the next day. We all should be able to safely walk down the stream. And like, I'm, f- I'm fucking fuming, bro. Like, yeah, this, it's an awful case. Like, I had such a hard time writing this, to be honest. It wasn't until May of 2022 that Raymond Moody came forward to confess to the human trafficking and murder of Brittany Drexel. Raymond Moody was a registered sex offender and was a person of interest in 2012 but they were never able to find any evidence to prove he was a prime suspect. Moody was able to tell them where her body was buried, and after three days, her body was located on private property in Georgetown. DNA testing confirmed it was Brittany Drexel's remains, and in the autopsy report confirmed she had been strangled the day she disappeared. In October of 2022, Moody pled guilty and was convicted of murder, kidnapping, and first-degree criminal sexual conduct. He was sentenced with life in prison with an additional 60 years added on. Good, I hope he fucking rots there forever. Yeah, I do too. That guy deserves the fucking worst. And can we talk about how these fucking psychos made all of these elaborate fucking stories? Like, it was, like, their guilty pleasure. Yeah, you mean how, like, all of them kind of had a different story? Like, had a different story, and, like, it was clear she was strangled the day she disappeared, and they're saying, like, oh, yeah, I saw her days later. She was drugged and being like, assaulted by all these men. Well, the one thing, unfortunately, is that all of them can agree that they saw her being sexually assaulted, and I have a feeling that they were the people that were there doing it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, because they're fucking sleazy. Yeah, I think their different stories are what they made up in their damn heads of what happened. I'm so upset, and I'm so sorry to her mother who had to go through this. I know, it's honestly, like, heartbreaking that, like, years and years ago, she was, like, she was human trafficked, and she's dead, like, Like, I know that. Like, that is so fucking sad. Like, to have to be able to want it, like, come to terms with that and admit it. And also, like, she knew before her daughter even went. Like, she already had a terrible feeling about her going. And she was the one who was like, I know my daughter was trafficked. Like, from the get-go. Yeah, she just knew. And, like, honestly, that's, that's that's a reasonable thing to come up with with that time period. Like, that like state is like one of the highest ones at that time frame for human trafficking it's like my favorite state too and now i'm just like ew yeah well if it makes you feel any better michigan is pretty high on the list too yeah and we we're really gross so yeah i think at one point we were like the third or fourth on the list yeah we're really good at not protecting women yeah we like to also kind of ignore it which is horrible like oh that didn't happen like no it 
It is. It's it's very real. Yeah, until it becomes like an epidemic and then we're like, oh shit. That's fucked, dude. <sighs> Do better. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.